Whenever you're learning something new, whenever you're doing something challenging, whenever you're doing something hard, you have to believe that you're going to be able to do it before you have evidence that it's going to work. Otherwise, you're going to be too afraid to stick with it and take steps forward and mess up and do it wrong because you're so afraid that you'll never get it right. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jessica. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a professional woman in the nine to five world. And today's episode is about something that I certainly have struggled with and something that can be a little bit stressful at times. And that is when you find yourself working on something and feeling a little bit stuck and feeling a little bit alone and feeling like you're not sure what to do and you have questions and you need guidance, but for whatever reason, your manager or whoever is the person who tends to guide you and give you feedback and help you out is not around or not available to tell you what direction to go in. And I know from experience that this can be very stressful. It can cause you to really worry about making the wrong decision or worry about staying stuck. And it's not a fun situation. I've been there. But it is a huge opportunity for growth. And unfortunately, the truth of the matter is, while growth is this thing that many of us want to experience, that you probably want to experience, it doesn't always feel that good. Sometimes it feels really bad when we're growing because we're being stretched into a territory, into a frontier, into a part of ourselves where we've never gone before. It's new and it's unfamiliar and it feels shaky and it feels wobbly and it feels scary and that's totally normal, but you get to decide how you want to move forward into that scary unknown territory and you get to decide if you embrace the scariness of it and just try to walk forward into it anyway. And I'm going to share a lot of thoughts in this episode about how to think about this situation and deal with the situation of you needing guidance from a manager who isn't available to give it to you. The one thing I will say before I dive in is that in order to build any kind of muscle physically on your body, you have to break the muscle first. You have to put the muscle under stress and you have to break it. And then after the muscle is quote unquote broken, it repairs itself. And growth is like that too. Sometimes things have to break before they can fix themselves and get stronger. So if you are ever in a situation where you feel stuck and you don't have guidance and you feel like things are breaking, that's okay. You're okay. You're going to be okay. It's not fun, but it's not the end. It's just the beginning of a process. And it's a process that's going to make you stronger. And it's a process that's going to make you a better leader. And with that, I'm going to dive all the way in, and I hope this helps you, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, hello, hello. I'm really quite excited about the topic of today's episode because 
it's something that I know many women experience. And it's also kind of something that doesn't go away. The ability to feel confident in how you make decisions and the ability to feel solid moving forward when there isn't always someone telling you what to do is something that you just need to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Because as soon as you feel comfortable making decisions in your current role and as soon as you feel solid moving things forward without support from your manager or without support from someone telling you what to do and validating your decisions, as soon as you get to the point where you're comfortable, it means it's time for you to move up to something else. So of course, you can always be in a role where you're comfortable for as long as you want. But if your aim is to progress and advance and if you want to do so quickly, as soon as you feel solid in your decision making and you don't need a ton of guidance from your manager and other people in your job, that means you're ready for the next role, which means you're ready to get uncomfortable again, which means once again, you'll find yourself in this situation where you have to make decisions and you have to move things forward and you're not 100% sure what to do and you really want to ask someone and you want someone to tell you what to do and you're a little bit freaked out and a little bit worried and a little bit afraid of making a mistake. And I just want to tell you that this is one of the most normal things ever. If you feel this and if you relate to this, it doesn't mean you're broken. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It literally means that you are a normal human being going through some growing pains. And it also probably means that you're really ambitious and that you really care about doing good work and care about being successful. And the interesting thing about ambition is that it doesn't always work in our favor. It's good most of the time, but sometimes I think when we really want to do a good job, we get so fixated on wanting things to be good that we start to become afraid of doing things wrong or things not being good enough. And that's why when it comes time to make a decision and you don't have someone telling you what to do and maybe you can't reach your manager, maybe they don't have a lot of time, maybe they're unavailable, maybe they're on vacation, but when it comes time for you to move something forward, when you really care about the outcome and you're really ambitious, you also care about not messing it up and not making the wrong decision. And I totally understand that because like I said, it's normal and I have been there too, but I want to give you some advice in today's episode that will help you learn to trust yourself. One of the most important skills to build, if you want to feel confident, if you want to advance professionally, if you want to build a big career, even if you struggle right now, even if you doubt yourself, one of the most powerful things you can do is learn to build trust with yourself and learn to trust your judgment. And that's what this episode is all about. And the way that I want to explain this to you is I'm not even honestly sure exactly of the name of the thing that I'm using to explain what I want to explain with you to try to help you with this situation. I think it might be called a weeble wobble, <laughs> but I'm not sure. And also, I make myself laugh even when it's not that funny and it's kind of hot in my apartment right now, so I might get a little delirious. I hope that doesn't detract from your enjoyment of this episode. But the thing that I'm talking about is the Weeble Wobble. And if, if it's not called a Weeble Wobble, if it's called something else, please let me know. But you know those things that have a weight at the bottom 
and you can't knock them down. So it's, you know, it's like bobbing. The little guy is like bobbing on a desk, on a table or on a surface. And you kind of like push it down and it pops back up and you push it down and it pops back up. So that's what I'm thinking of as the weeble wobble. <laughs> Every time I say weeble wobble, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to try to not because that will get really annoying as you're listening. But this episode, I'm using the idea of the weeble wobble. And the reason that the weeble wobble always stands back up after you knock it down is because it has that enormous amount of weight all the way at the bottom. And it has that huge center of gravity. And if you're a physics-y nerd (laughs) and you like that kind of stuff, the center of gravity, when it's bigger and it's not bigger, I guess, when it's lower to the floor, it's harder to knock someone down. That's why like if you're in a stance where your legs are out, you sometimes feel more stable because you can lower your center of gravity. And the lower your center of gravity, the more stable you are. And just like the weeble wobble, the lower your center of gravity, the less likely you are to stay fallen and to stay knocked down when you get knocked down. If you do get knocked down, just like when you knock down the weeble wobble, you will pop right back up. And the reason that I'm talking about the weeble wobble and explaining this to you is because When you are building confidence at work and learning to trust yourself and learning to feel solid in your judgment and how you show up professionally, your center of gravity isn't quite on the floor yet. So I want you to imagine that a really confident person who is really successful and has a big leadership role and makes big decisions and manages a big team and makes a big salary, all the things are big. That person, hopefully that woman, who's really successful in that role has a weeble wobble center of gravity that's close to the ground such that when she makes a mistake or falls down, she gets back up pretty easily. Now, to contrast that, when you're not very confident, I want you to imagine that the center of gravity of the weeble wobble is a little bit higher which means that you're more likely to get knocked down and you're more likely to stay knocked down. And I just want you to imagine that when you don't trust yourself and you don't feel confident and you don't trust in your decision making, your center of gravity, like the weight that's inside the weeble wobble, is all the way up at your head, right? So you're like the upside down version of the weeble wobble. Instead of having that heavy thing, you know, whatever they put in there to make it heavy, instead of having that all the way at the bottom, that weight is up in your head, right? Which means it is very easy for you to get knocked down and for you to get stuck. And we don't want to get knocked down. Now, the reason that I'm using this weeble wobble is because it's going to help you understand what dynamic is happening when you feel afraid to make decisions without approval or advice or direction from your manager. So I want you to imagine that if we are all weeble wobbles and we all have different centers of gravity, right? We're all different and we're all, just imagine us, we're all weeble wobbles. But I want you to imagine us still. We're all just standing still. We're all just still weeble wobbles. And I want you to imagine that any time you make a decision or I make a decision or any weeble wobble makes a decision, they lean, they lean themselves. So instead of standing up all the time, when it's time for weeble wobble to make a decision, it leans. Maybe it leans to the left, maybe it leans to the right, maybe it leans forward, maybe it leans backwards. But I like this and this makes sense to me and hopefully it'll make sense in your mind 
because when you're making a decision in real life, you're leaning into something. You're choosing a direction, right? You're not just staying straight up. You're making a declaration and you're saying, I'm going to go this way or I'm going to do this thing. So you can think of that as going in a direction and you can think about the weeble wobble as leaning in the direction of the decision. Now, remember that if you're confident and your weeble wobble center of gravity is low down, then when you lean forward to make your decision, you pop right back up, right? Because you're confident in it, you made the decision, you're back at square one, you're feeling good. But if you're not as confident and your weeble wobble center of gravity is up in your head, you lean forward to make your decision and then what happens, you fall, right? And that kind of represents you making the wrong decision. And don't worry, you'll make right decisions. Don't stress about making wrong decisions right now. I'm just saying for the sake of this example, that's what that represents. And you don't want to fall. You want to make the right decision. But when your center of gravity is that high, it doesn't matter what direction you lean, you feel like you're going to fall, right? So it, the center of gravity is just so high that it doesn't matter. And so this is why you begin to rely on your manager or someone else because I want you to imagine that you are this weeble wobble with this center of gravity that's up in your head and I want you to imagine that your manager is like a solid stable structure that is right next to you the weeble wobble and when you depend on your manager for that input you lean but you lean on them so you lean on them and you don't fall over so this is what enables you to make decisions when you're still learning and you're not that confident in yourself. You lean against another surface so that even though your center of gravity makes you fall so easily, you're leaning on the surface and it's preventing you from falling. So imagine that your manager is like a building or a wall or some sort of solid object and you're like, okay, it's time for me to make a decision. I'm going to lean on my manager and then you're supported by them, and then you're able to restore back to a standing position. You didn't fall because you had your manager there, right? And this makes sense, right? When you're not feeling confident, you're gonna feel like you need that support. Otherwise, it feels like you're gonna fall. It feels like it's not gonna turn out well. It feels like something bad's gonna happen. It feels like you're gonna make a mistake. And that's why as soon as your manager is gone or unavailable or inaccessible to you, you might find yourself feeling nervous or stressed out or worried because you don't want to fall and you don't have that support. And all of this is really, really normal. This is all normal stuff. And I guarantee you, no matter how smart you are, no matter how capable you are, if you're constantly pushing yourself and growing and challenging yourself and rising into higher and higher positions, then you are going to have these weeble wobble moments where you feel like you need that support. But what I want to offer you is that your manager is not the only solid surface for you to lean on when you're feeling very unstable and very weeble wobbly and trying to make decisions without falling. I wanna offer to you the idea that you as the weeble wobble have two surfaces that you can lean on, actually three. I just thought of a third one. But I just want you to imagine that you've been thinking all this time that you only have one building to lean on when it comes time to make a decision and you need to prevent your weeble wobble from falling over. 
you've been thinking that you can only lean, let's say your manager is in front of you. You can only lean forward onto that surface because that's the only surface that exists. And what I want to offer to you is that there are other surfaces that exist that can prop you up when it's time to make a decision. You're just not aware of them because you haven't thought about things that way and because you probably don't see the extent and the depths of your own capabilities. And before you discount this and before you let your brain say, I don't have capabilities, I'm not good at this, whatever she's about to say isn't going to apply to me because I suck at my job and I suck at everything. Before you let your brain throw that kind of like tamper tantrum, first of all, you're going to listen to everything I say with skepticism and it's not going to go in your brain. But second of all, the skill that I'm talking about that I'm about to tell you about is a skill that anyone can develop. It's a human skill. It's not a skill for special people or people who are smarter or people who are better than you. It's a skill for people who are willing to be open and willing to learn. And that is one of the most fun ways to be. So why not give it a try? Why not be open? Why not be curious? Why not be like a little kid seeing something for the first time and just taking it in and learning about it versus jumping to conclusions, right? So that's how I want you to listen to this. I want you to be open. I want you to just listen with lightness and with the possibility that maybe this is true for you. Maybe this does apply to you. Maybe this is going to help you. Maybe this is going to be a tool that is really going to change the way you look at things. So you have two. I'm just going to keep it simple and stick with two surfaces. You have two surfaces that you can lean on as a weeble wobble. You can't see, but I'm wobbling back and forth like a weeble wobble in my chair. (laughs) But anyway, you have two surfaces as a weeble wobble. Surface one is your manager, and you think that that's the only surface for you to lean on without falling over, but you have another one. The other surface is your judgment and is your trust in your ability to make a choice. Your judgment is an asset and when you are an executive and when you are a leader and when you are in a very senior position you are not getting paid and you do not have that position because you make really pretty slide decks or because you're really detail oriented and you never make a mistake or because you work the latest or because you produce the most output none of those things are the reason that you are in that position You're in that executive position because of your judgment, because of your ability to make decisions, because of your ability to be in any situation and be able to use the things that you know to help you make the right choice. And what happens is when you keep leaning on your manager, you forget and you become totally unaware that you have your own judgment because you get so used to as a weeble wobble just leaning and leaning and leaning and leaning and it doesn't occur to you that there's any other way and often you shut your brain off from generating your own perspectives and your own opinions and your own solutions because you're so worried that you're a weeble wobble and that you're going to fall over that you fixate on this one source of input, this one source of guidance. And interestingly enough, the source of guidance and the source of input that you are fixated on is outside of yourself. And the only way that you will grow and develop and become a powerful, confident leader is to learn to stop looking outside of yourself and start looking inside of yourself and that is where the judgment comes in 
Now, in this weeble wobble example, physically in the example, the thing that you lean on, your judgment, is outside of you physically. But I'm saying to rely on something inside of you, which potentially this is getting really confusing. But the only reason it's physically outside of you when you're a weeble wobble is because I want you to recognize that this is a tool, this is a skill, this is an asset that you cultivate over time. And just like you would lean on something outside of you, you can lean on this within yourself. Now, if you're listening to this saying, Jessica, what are you talking about? What does this mean? I want you to understand that making decisions is a skill. And you've been making decisions throughout your entire life. And you've been making decisions based on incomplete information your entire life. You just haven't done it in the exact same way that you're doing it at work. So your brain hasn't made the connection that you can probably figure this out by yourself. And if you had never had input from a manager, and if you had always had the expectation that it's up to you to come up with the answer, you would just do that because you'd be used to it and it would be a thing that you do. So this is a skill that you have. You just might not realize that you have it because you're not used to doing it at work because you think that you don't know enough because you think that your manager has some secrets or holds some knowledge that you don't have and that's not true. Your manager, the difference between you and your manager is that your manager manager has cultivated their judgment, their trust with themselves, their instinct, their decision making, right? And that's what you're using. So I'm telling you to stop using their stuff that they've built, their intuition, their instincts, and start using your own so that you can strengthen your own. And what that simply looks like is asking yourself, Do I really absolutely need my manager for this? If I tell my brain just to quiet for one second and I ask it, is there anything that I know that could help me move this forward? If my manager went on vacation and never came back, what would I do? What if someone told me that I had to figure this out sometime today? Or what if someone told me that I didn't have to figure this out sometime today, but I just had to try something. I just had to guess. Judgment isn't about getting the perfect answer every single time. Judgment is about making decisions, seeing how those decisions went and learning from them. And the only way that you build judgment is that you have to start making decisions. You will never feel 100% solid leaning on the weeble wobble wall that represents your intuition until you start doing it more and more. So it's a catch 22. You're going to feel shaky and you're going to not want to trust your judgment, but it's only through forcing yourself to make a decision that you are going to strengthen your intuition and build yourself a whole nother structure that you can lean on that doesn't depend on your manager and doesn't depend on anyone around you. And the way that you do that is the same way you would do any other thing. You do it by practicing. And just like practicing, it's going to be clunky and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to do it wrong. And that is okay. You can't let the fear of doing something imperfectly paralyze you and keep you away from the learning process that's going to happen when you are courageous enough to make bold choices and make decisions even when you don't have approval, even when you don't have validation, even when you don't have someone telling you exactly what it is you need to do. That is a skill that you need to develop, but the wonderful thing is 
You already have everything inside you to start doing it. There's nothing extra that you need to learn. There's nothing that you need to read. (laughs) There's no podcast that you need to listen to. All you need to do is stop and tune into your judgment and ask yourself what you think. And if you haven't been doing that, it's going to feel really uncomfortable and it's going to feel weird and it's going to feel like it doesn't work. But you have to do it over and over again until it feels different. Whenever you're learning something new, whenever you're doing something challenging, whenever you're doing something hard, you have to believe that you're going to be able to do it before you have evidence that it's going to work. Otherwise, you're going to be too afraid to stick with it and take steps forward and mess up and do it wrong because you're so afraid that you'll never get it right. And as I was planning for this episode and thinking about this weeble wobble topic, it reminded me of this time, super random, but it reminded me of when I was really, really little and I was taking swimming lessons. And a fact about me is I'm a little bit squeamish about water. I'm not one of those people who love swimming. I remember like swimming as a little kid, they would throw like those rings or those sticks in the pool and like you'd dive to the bottom of the pool and like pick up the ring or the stick. And, you know, they'd throw some in the shallow end and some in the deep end. Like, I would be way freaked out about going all the way to the bottom of the deep end. And you could probably hear it in my voice. And I've never really loved swimming in the ocean. I love going to the beach. I love looking at the water. But I'm not like one of those people that's like super comfortable swimming. You know, I'm always like, what if I drown? I could drown. Like, I feel like that's always in the back of my mind. So anyway, I just remember as a little kid taking swimming lessons and... I remember loving my floaties. I loved the floaties so much and I felt so safe with the floaties on. It just felt like so good. And there was just a part of me that was like, why do we have to swim without floaties? Like, and there was a deep part of me that really just wished to wear these floaties forever. And I remember when I was first learning to tread water, I was doing so with the floaties on. So I was taking like a swimming lesson at a pool And I was like swimming and the instructor was showing me like, okay, this is how you tread water. You like move your arms in circles, you move your legs in circles. And she was showing me how to do it. And I had the floaties on. This was a really long time ago, by the way. (laughs) Just I thought I'd clarify that. This was a while ago. And I remember being totally cool in my head. I was like, this is totally cool. I am totally totally willing to learn to tread water with the floaties on. This is amazing. And the floaties, they gave me a sense of comfort. Just like you leaning on your manager and leaning on other people gives you a sense of comfort. It's like a security blanket. It's like an insurance policy. It's like floaties. And I will never forget, like this moment has been seared into my memory for life. I will never forget during this swimming lesson when I was feeling good and dandy and so happy to have my floaties on. I was doing my treading water. I was doing what I was told and then I saw. I saw that my swim instructor, she was secretly deflating my floaties and I did not like this. I was not happy about this and I freaked out and I was like internally, I didn't say anything, but I was internally like super upset and I was like, why would you do that to me like I am so scared I'm learning to tread water I'm learning how to not drown why are you secretly taking the air out of my floaties now of course I wasn't meant to notice 
So the intention, I'm sure, of her doing this was she probably recognized that I had some fears around this and I was a little bit scared and I was nervous and I didn't trust that I could swim. Just like you might not trust that you can make these decisions. You might not trust that your instincts are right. You might not trust that you're quote unquote smart enough to do this correctly without someone else helping you and guiding you. Just like you don't have that trust, I didn't have the trust. And so she probably knew that if she could get me to see that I was able to do it, then I would have the confidence to take off the floaties. And it was a catch-22 because she probably saw that I was super freaked out and I didn't want to take off the floaties. So she realized the only way to break out of the catch-22 was to secretly deflate the floaties and hope that I didn't notice. But I am very observant. I caught her red-handed. But anyway, that's not the important part of the story. The important part of the story is when you're building your voice at work and when you're connecting with your intuition and when you're learning to trust your judgment and when you're trying to move past your fear of drowning and really learn and believe that you can swim, you don't have the luxury of breaking out of that catch-22 and just suddenly seeing that you can tread water because you were doing it all along and you didn't realize that someone deflated your floaties. If you have a really amazing manager who really knows how to guide you and give you just enough support so that you have what you need, but tons of room so that you can use your judgment, you might have the luxury of having that experience where it doesn't feel so hard and it doesn't feel scary and you're just able to almost like learn how to tread water and take off the floaties without experiencing the terror of, oh my gosh, I'm taking off my floaties. But... There aren't that many incredible managers out there. There are a lot of managers who don't even think about this kind of stuff, which means that you are in this catch-22. And at some point, you're just going to have to do the scary thing and take off the floaties and see if you can tread water. But the wonderful thing is that once you do it once, you have that evidence forever. And you know forever that you can do it and trusting your judgment and taking risks and pushing forward with an idea and saying something in a meeting when you're not sure if it's good. All of those things are the same energy of taking a risk and venturing into the unknown and going somewhere that you've never been before. It will always feel scary. It will always feel unfamiliar, but it will feel most scary and most unfamiliar the first time. And once you get past that first time and once you are courageous enough as a weeble wobble to say, I'm not going to lean on my manager. I'm going to lean in a new direction and hope and pray that there's some weight behind me to support me and I don't fall over. Once you do that once, you'll know that you have that capability. And over time, you're going to, as a weeble wobble, lean in that new direction over and over and over again. And instead of your manager not being present and you having to make decisions on your own, instead of that feeling like this big daunting thing where you're stuck and you're spinning, it's going to start to feel familiar. It's going to start to feel like a skill. You're going to start to understand how to navigate situations where you are lacking information because you're going to use your judgment and your trust with yourself to try to figure out how you think you should move forward. And you have to develop this skill. You must have this skill. This is a really important skill 
for a higher level role. And if you're listening to this show, that's probably something that you're interested in, probably something that you want and you want to start practicing now. So it's going to feel scary and you're going to be really scared that as a weeble wobble that I'm lying to you and that you're going to lean in a new direction, not in the direction of your manager and you're going to fall over. And you're going to be really scared that if you go in the pool without the floaties, your treading water is not going to work. That doesn't mean to not do it. When you learn what the feeling of fear feels like in your body, when you learn what fear sounds like in your head, what kind of thoughts your brain gives you when you're scared, when you learn to recognize all those things, eventually you'll be able to move forward with them present rather than taking them as a signal that you are about to fall, that the weeble wobble is about to fall over or you're about to drown. That is not true. That is just what you're experiencing in your brain and not everything you experience in your brain is true or real. And the more that you push past that and the more that you trust yourself as a weeble wobble to lean in a new direction, to lean on your judgment, to lean on your trust with yourself, to lean on you asking yourself, what do I think if I really had to figure this out? Is it really so hard? Is it really so impossible? Can I really not think of one potential path forward? As you do that, the more and more you do that, the more you cultivate that skill and the more you become an expert and a master and a leader and someone who can run a business, which is what you're going to have to do as you get to higher and higher levels. Remember, who like who's the CEO's boss? I mean, like technically the board of directors, like I guess we can get down into the weeds, but like the CEO is the boss of everyone. So like think about the CEO. The CEO's center of gravity is all the way at the bottom on the floor And that CEO can weeble wobble in any different direction. They're not just dependent on one place or one direction or one source of information. They have everything they need to get things done. And when they're learning something new and it's time for them to take off the floaties, they just do it. They just do it. And that is something that can be learned even if you're someone who's nervous like me. I mean, like, look at me. Like, I was a a nervous, anxious, worried, floaty child. Like, I couldn't even handle my swimming lessons right like I'm not someone who was always like that and it's something you can grow and it's something you can cultivate and that process is just so beautiful and that process while it's not always fun is a gift to yourself and if you're courageous enough and you're willing to be a little bit uncomfortable and you're willing to be in that discomfort and you're willing to be with your fear then the growth that you can experience in your life and your career stops having limits you just start realizing that there are so many things you can do but it all starts with one scary step it all starts with just leaning in a new direction and trusting that you're not going to fall over and that brings us to the end thank you so much for listening i hope that this was helpful please feel free to reach out to me and say hello if you look in the show notes you will find my contact information i would love for you to join the growing community of women who listen to the show in our facebook group so please feel free to join me in there you can also find it linked in the show notes or you can search on facebook for the art of speaking up and of course if you haven't yet downloaded my free ebook the smart ambitious woman's guide to assertiveness in the workplace 
I highly suggest reading it. It will give you a step-by-step guide and some stories and some inspiration to help you find your voice at work and really help you learn to speak up in those situations that are very uncomfortable, where you feel like you can't say the thing that you want to say, where you feel like you resort to people-pleasing and you're not able to bring a strong voice and a strong opinion. It will really help you through those situations. So definitely check it out. And I will also link the Art of Speaking Up newsletter at the very bottom of the show notes in case you want to sign up. And this newsletter is going to be really good because it's not just going to be some BS fluff newsletter. It's going to be a little bit like a short written email version of a podcast episode. And I'm really excited to start sending that out to everyone who has signed up so far. The first one that I'm going to be sending out shortly after this episode is on the topic of being afraid to speak up and being afraid to share your voice. And I'm going to share a couple of exercises that you can do to help explore your fears and to help you move past some of the fears about speaking up that might be irrational and that might not be based in reality, even though it can feel really real. So that's what's coming for the first Art of Speaking Up newsletter. And if you want in on that, I will put a link to sign up at the very bottom of the show notes. And with that, I'm going to sign off. I hope you're doing well. I'm wishing you so much strength and so much luck in whatever situation you're in where you don't have guidance from your manager. I promise, promise, promise you can get through this. It is all about your attitude and it is all about how you think about the situation and it can be as simple as that. You have the power to move through it. You have the power to make decisions. You have the power to use whatever resources are at your disposal to make progress. And once you do that and once you realize you have that power, you have it forever and you know how to tap into that forever. So give it a try. Please believe in yourself. Please give yourself some space to succeed and some space to think, what if I do figure this out? What if this does work out? And let me know how it goes. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Catch you next week. Bye.